Hello and welcome to Extreme Perspectives. This is a monthly podcast created by The Sense Network to bring you conversations with people who see things differently and think differently. This podcast is for people who want to expand their mind and develop their creative intelligence. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. For 20 years, I've been seeking out people from the edges of culture, the creators, outliers, misfits, rebels, and the crazy ones. People who want to change things and push the human race forward. In this episode of Extreme Perspectives, I speak with outlier, doctor, fasting advocate, and espresso lover, Jerome Lay. Jerome is a medical doctor who sees himself as an artist as much as he is a scientist. By searching for the root causes rather than simply treating symptoms, his patients get the holistic care they need. Together, we examine the similarities between his empathic approach to patient care and the search for latent needs in breakthrough innovation. Hi, Jerome. Hello, Jeremy. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. Excellent. I'm so pleased you can join us. Uh, where have you joined us from today? I'm here in Überling, Germany, close to the Constance Lake. How very nice. And what a lovely lake that is, too. It is true. It's a beautiful area. Well, Jerome, as I think you know, I always like to open these conversations with my, my, my favourite question. Are you an outlier, a misfit, a rebel, or a crazy one? I'm, I'm prepared, and I, I really thought a lot about that question. And it's it's really interesting thinking about it. In the end, I got I came to the conclusion, in specific fields, probably I am an outlier. I'm thinking differently and doing things a little bit differently. But in others, in others, I'm quite I would say very adapted. Of course, it's more the the field of of medicine where I'm specialized in, where I think I'm I'm an outlier. Excellent. Well, that's what the Extreme Perspectives podcast is all about so maybe you could just tell me a little bit more about your views on the outsides of medicine or i believe you you refer to your particular medicine as as holistic medicine is that correct that is correct um i think that the view came very early studying medicine because there you get at the university of course, you get a big catalog of subjects that you need to learn and you need to learn many things by heart. And at some point you realize that it is it is some kind of, it is not enough. You always get to the point where you don't know the cause of, of illnesses, of diseases. And then you think, is the approach correct? And is the treatment correct? And then I already started doing, I would say, complementary complementary medicine. Um, besides my studies and um, with this part studying besides um, my classic studies I think I developed a view on medicine that is more holistic that is trying to get to the source of diseases which I find uh, much more fulfilling and then of course starting to work in in the fields of medicine uh, you realize especially in, in, in a hospital that treating symptoms is of course good and you can help people but it's it's not going far enough so i i try to find a field where where you can go to the sources of and the cause of being ill and to help people in a different way tell us a little bit about sort of how you go about this how you how you might sort of say when a patient comes to you how do you how do you go about sort of understanding what's going on for them usually patients present themselves having 
already a diagnosis of they have specific symptoms like back pain or hypertension or obesity. So um, the first thing is not only to, to see what the symptom is, but to get to know the person and to see what's the social context. Is the person stressed? What are the other illnesses, of course? What has already already been examined? Um, are there already any um, results that he could show me? So to make actually a good picture of the person sitting in front of me. And um, that that is also to talk about, if necessary, about the childhood, about partnership, about the job, is it a stressed person, about the dental health, about the nutrition, uh, the alimentation that he's having, about the physical exercise that he's doing. And um, so to get a picture of, of the person, and not only a symptom, but of the whole person, in order to, to put it in a context. If you have the context, then you can you can think about what what might be well the, the cause of of the person getting obese or um, having hypertension, and then to see what can you change or what can you can you teach the person in order to change the style of life to to treat not only the symptom but the cause. And in the end, well, that would be the the best case to to heal the person. Although that's a very high goal, but the, the first thing should be to, to, to at least reach some kind of well-being in the end. That's great. And one of the things that, that we've talked about in the past um, as a part of this treatment is, is fasting, and which is you know, an increasingly popular topic for people to, to talk about. Do you see that as a valuable thing in, in, in fitting in with, you know, or how, how do you see fasting fitting into how you treat people or what's your wider view on that? I think fasting is, is one of the best therapies you could, you could have. I mean, therefore, I'm working in the fasting clinic, by the way. And um, I think it is, a, it is a very good treatment. Not only fasting is, of course, you have a certain time where you stay below a specific number of calories. But there's there's much more than than just not eating. There's of course a change in in your metabolism. There's a decreasing in in your blood pressure. There's there's a beneficial effect on your blood sugar metabolism. But there's only there's also the side of that you have the chance to change perspective, to connect with yourself in a different way, to take a time out to. To, to get a little distance and a different view on your own life, which I consider very important, especially nowadays when people usually don't take the time to do that. So fasting is, I think, very powerful. Now, Jerome, I feel I've just jumped ahead talking about fasting. So I'm just going to skip back for a moment because I think when you were just talking through how you look at a patient there are direct parallels from your approach there to a lot of the, the approaches that we use in innovation and certainly when we are looking at particular users of products or certain consumer groups we we take a very holistic view as well we're looking at attitudes behaviors values lifestyles routines, habits, and often what we're looking for are unconnected or maybe a better way of putting that, 
is we're, we're looking for those those needs or what are those fixes you know what are those problems that you know you might not necessarily see if you were looking directly at the problem itself and often we refer to those as as latent or unarticulated needs and it strikes me that there's a, a direct parallel you're searching for a very similar insight into your patients as to what we're searching for when we are say doing a deep dive with a with a with a, a, a new consumer group or and and we we are looking for opportunities to innovate we are looking for ideas that could benefit many thousands of people in the work that we do so i just thought it was interesting to draw a comparison you know for the world of of of, of medicine or certainly holistic medicine is what we're talking about here with the world of user research and design research and those deep dives into sort of understanding who we're designing for i believe there's a lot of parallels there's also a person a person coming with a problem to to another person and then together with the person you try to to work out a solution for that for that problem and usually it is the way that the person coming in that case the person or the patient with a specific symptom or an illness looking for a way to get better and of course, one of the solutions might be, well, you, you prescribe a pill and then you get, well, the blood pressure lowers, um, but that's not the solution for the person. So I try to find out what might be the underlying cause and, and if there's a different way than just taking pills to, well, to lower the blood pressure to stay with that example. So I think there are, of course, parallels and it's my job to, to find the cause or the source on the one hand, but also to, to make an outline of how it might be, of how the, the, the path towards well-being might be, might go a different way, uh, might, might go better. So I think there's a lot of parallels. I need to be very, it's, 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 it's like being a detective. It's, I, I need to be creative because of course um, it, it has to fit individually. I cannot put, there's, a, there's general ideas of health, but in the end it needs to fit the individual person. Um, I can't tell everybody to do um, four hours of yoga, um, eating vegan and doing meditation two hours a day. That's probably go a good idea, but in the end it doesn't fit everybody. So I need to find a way that fits the person, if I really want to help the person. So would you describe what you do as an art or a science? It can be an art. If you really want to help the person, it, it needs to be an art because you need to work together with the person. You need to communicate very well you need to be very open-minded and to make yourself self thoughts and you need of course you need knowledge and experience and putting all that together I, I think it is an art and um, it's it's a progress you can only grow and um, and with experience I, I think it's getting better and better well i think there's another word that we use as well when you talk about those conversations a word that gets used a, a, a lot now in the world of innovation is empathy and that's really what you're you're trying to develop to better understand the the person that you are that you are treating and, and we are designing for empathy is i think one of the most important parts in my job if you if you want to to help another person you need to 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 try and put yourself into the person's position and to feel 
what the problem might be then you can you can find a way maybe to to help the person well that's that's great to hear because so often it it feels like sometimes medical world is is about managing numbers and about managing risk and it's very little about treating the person it's about about treating the thing what um what would you say makes a makes a good doctor probably it is that i th- a good doctor is a person first of all who wants to help another person i think that's that's an important thing um, in the first place but then it goes on of course the doctor needs to have knowledge and then to be empathetic i think that those are the the key elements and then what i also consider important the doctor needs to be open minded and not to to have specific ideas that always have that things have to go a specific way but to be open minded to also try out new ways or that if if you know some therapies because every if every doctor has a specific kind of education so of course you have your tools but sometimes the tools do not fit to an individual person so you need to to find a new tool for example and for that you need to be open minded and what i think is also very important you need to be on in one on one height like the patient you don't have to you're not in a different position which i consider very important so you're like a person that accompanies another person and to tries to find a way together i think that's very important and um and not to be like the person directing the other person yeah we i mean as a as a team at sense worldwide we talk about this a lot i think it's it's about meeting people where they are and taking them by the hand as opposed to sort of pushing them into places they're not sure about you sort of you, you do that together and you and you have to work in partnership and you you work as one as opposed to someone who knows better than the other person you know you go you go on that journey together it's very important in the end it's it's the other person that wants wants help and it's the other person that needs to take his own responsibility and it's the other person that goes that way and that that has the therapy so it is very important of course to to see that and and for that you need to well to see yourself as a person just accompanying another person i just want to slightly change direction now and i'd be intrigued to to know a little bit more about sort of your journey through life your creative journey if you like on what led you to actually be becoming a a, involved in holistic medicine and becoming a a doctor in the first place honestly it's i I also asked myself how i'm I'm really happy that i i took the path of um, holistic medicine and tried to keep my my mind open it is being at a university that is very like in a school studying medicine is really you you get information and you need to learn those information i think it um well it's it silences a little bit um creative thinking and outside of the box thinking so i was happy to directly go a path besides the university which helped me um, to have a different approach on how diseases or illnesses appear and so it was already during university that i had different courses besides and um, well then i had a very classic education i was in a hospital um, um, specialized in internal medicine so i had the classic education which was about two years and then i changed because it was i, I didn't like just treating symptoms in internal medicine you, you treat many elderly people and it is it is on the one hand frustrating because you really only treat symptoms and so so people come to the hospital they leave the hospital they come back to the hospital 
and it is like turning you turning around yourself and and it's not feeling like really helping somebody um, so you're just working or functioning in a system i wanted to go out of that so i changed hospitals and i switched to a hospital where they have integrative medicine which is a combination of naturopathic medicine and and classic traditional medicine where i learned many things and i learned the the approach of of holistic thinking i had many courses besides and that was like a, a like a jumping i don't know if, if that's an english word like a jumping device into into the world of 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 holistic medicine and naturopathic medicine and then i i was finished i was doing my exam for the internal medical doctor and then i opened my own practice uh, where actually i did no classic medicine at all but only the naturopathic medicine only the holistic approach which was very very interesting um that was really my i was one person in 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 my own rooms and treating people really only from with the idea of treating them uh, with a naturopathic approach which is very interesting but um i needed well that was because of covid actually i was just building up um, my own practice and because of covid numbers of patients decreased although i was still building up so i needed parallelly to work in a general practitioner's practice and uh, then i i switched 100% to that place because it didn't work out politically with the house i was working in which i also learned afterwards that it was a very good idea because i was actually it was for me in that house very interesting and i learned a lot many things but it wasn't open minded enough so that it was like the other direction it's like you can it's it's both sides you can have the classic medicine that is too narrow minded but also the naturopathic medicine that is too narrow minded so actually in looking back i'm quite happy to have left the place and um working in a general practitioner's place and i was there for one year until a new a new possibility opened up in a clinic where fasting actually is is the main part but this is in a program where we have an holistic approach so actually that's the place where really i feel almost at home because i can i can live my ideas i can i have enough time for the patients which which is very important i can structure my my treatment as i want um and so it is it is actually the place where at the moment i feel like arrived fantastic for those for those people who are listening and may not be familiar with fasting how would you best describe or how would you introduce someone to the concept of of fasting if they if they've they've heard it but didn't really know what it was about or or what the benefits about because it's not just about not eating exactly no there's there's much more and actually it's a, it's a very good question fasting for me is well if, if you just have the the structure it is it is really that you stay below 300 kilocalories a day drink a lot of water the calories that you have as an intake are in forms of vegetable soups of vegetables of a very good quality and but there's more than just staying below 300 kilocalories there's also the fact of um doing physical exercise there's the fact of resting of even meditating so there's there's many things coming together 
which I consider as important when fasting. So it is not just not eating, like you say, but there's there's much more to it. And that's also why the effect is much more than only on your metabolism, but there's also an effect on your, your thinking, on your perspective, which I consider even one of the most important effects of fasting because you have a change of perspective when when you when you start eating again it's very interesting having that feeling that you have a distance to your own life and see things differently which can really help well from my point of view to do things that are good for yourself so you take things into your own hands which are healthy and you're motivated to do things that are healthy but also you connect to yourself you see your needs that haven't been met maybe in the past and so you're able to change things so it's really like a, a very good starting point fasting can help do uh, many things very interesting so way beyond i mean weight loss could be some people's goals but as you say it's that it's that it's that perspective i think one of the ways that i've been thinking about it is many people take a holiday in the year but that's not a holiday for their body and the, the fasting is almost a, a holiday for your body not your mind and it, it can be a very profound and it, it sort of it's more of a, an experiential thing as opposed to a uh, or, or spiritual thing as opposed to a, a physical thing if that makes sense it makes total sense it's it's like a cleansing you can also say it's we have so many influences coming from from everywhere it's it's information it's it's pictures it's noises it's the nutrition there's so many things and and you don't have the chance to to cleanse yourself or you don't take usually you don't take the time to do that so fasting would be one of the possibilities to to do that and well to in the end like you said to to have a holiday of your body and your mind that's actually the idea it's even proven that it is, of course, a holiday for your digestive system, for your cells, for your the cells of your um, central nervous system, but also for your mind, if if doing it correctly. So in a in a protected place, respecting times of rest, and and not going on with the habits that you have. I guess you fast. How often? How often do you? integrate fasting into your life i try to do it twice a year it's not for very long periods it's always between five and seven days it depends how i feel because usually i do it during working which is not the best idea it's uh, at best you would have free time to do fasting i do it while working which is good but i don't have like i cannot profit at the fullest by by resting during lunchtime for example by taking my 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 time out um, as as I wish, so, but I already I always feel the effect afterwards. I for for me it is not to lose to lose weight. For me actually it is it is to to reconnect with myself and to be able to better cope with um, stress factors. That for for me that's that's the best effects that I feel. From fasting for myself so afterwards i feel it's easier to to deal with stress with the daily structures that you have and i feel 
like like my my ideas it is things are easier it's um i feel um i'm happier uh so it's it's really like being lighter afterwards but not only from your weight but lighter in general and if anyone was considering fasting what would your what would your advice be you've always already said you know find the right environment to do it but what might be a what might be a good start i think this is an absolutely fascinating area and you know one that i personally understand the value of so that's partly why i'm asking this question that is if anyone is curious enough where where might they start or or you know how could they how could they start to learn more and what might they expect from it literature you find a lot of literature about fasting in in books in the internet i think if you want to do it correctly so that it is really a good experience the best of course would be to to have to be accompanied medically um or there's there's also people that have the education and that can follow you um do it with fasting but to to have the full experience i think a place like like well we're a clinic it makes it a lot of easy a lot easier because we take you by the hand and actually we, we tell you what to do we we make a program so it is a lot easier but you can structure it also at home maybe you can even find a person that that helps you doing that that has experience in fasting there are local groups that that offer fasting and do that do um that do hikes for example hikes and fasting i think if you're a healthy person without taking medication uh, a group like that wouldn't wouldn't be any problem if if you have already diseases illnesses if you take medication it would be good advice to at least be followed the, the first time medically because there might always be questions that occur symptoms that might um occur during fasting that you cannot interpret so it is always good to have a person to talk to if you have the chance to to be in a place where you can meditate where you can be in nature where you can be for yourself where you can take distance from your daily life that will be that will be perfect and i've heard some remarkable effects of fasting have you experienced firsthand i've heard of people's eyesight improving and all sorts of interesting claims how how much substance is to those claims or have you have you experienced any of these uh things yourself with with people that you've been working with for myself unfortunately not um when fasting i i never had this 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 high and 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 this um this euphoria that that people talk about for me it was more when when i was refeeding again that i really felt lighter that i felt oh something happened change of perspective better endurance when during when when doing sports um but i didn't have this where where you like like happy and thinks i have energy that i didn't have before but i experienced many patients that were with me that were experienced this this positive effects of fasting and that was that's really amazing to follow that if you if you realize as a doctor there are things where actually you don't do anything i i just give them the advice to fast and then it's not my work in the end it's it's their work it's their the self healing power in their body so i don't do nothing except accompanying them and they tell about i i don't have pain anymore my blood pressure is good and i don't take medication 
I feel very good. I feel light. I I have um, many people said that they have a fogginess that they didn't know when thinking, and that this fog disappears. It's like clearing up in your mind, which is also very interesting. So yes, it's actually it's it's many times that you can experience that when when having um, guests fasting and and being able to accompany them because at a physiological level i think the process is called ketosis isn't it that's what happens after a few days because i think you'll correct me if i'm wrong but the um the carbohydrate sugars burn off and i often think about it's like a a dual fuel car you've got petrol and electric and you sort of you burn off the petrol which is the the carbohydrate sugars and then you go on to your protein battery is that is that a really rubbish way of explaining it or is that slightly helpful? No, actually it is it is really good although i wouldn't say the protein battery but of course at first the the sugar battery that's true so that would be the petrol battery if you want after you have glucogen levels or glucogen um, stocks those are stocks of sugars in a complex form they are used up in the first 18 to 24 hours of staying below 300 kilocalories roundabout. Actually, you could also say below 500 kilocalories. And afterwards, your body needs to find another source of energy. So it is true that in the beginning, in the, in the phase of transition, the body takes protein in order to transform it into sugar because there are some cells in your body, like the cells of the central neuro nervous system, that only function on on sugar and afterwards so that even keeps on during fasting but afterwards you have the switch where you take fats in order to transform them into keto bodies and those serve as energy source so there is a switch as you if you want from petrol to electric and when when you work on electric during fasting, that's when you feel better, where you have the energy, where you don't feel hungry. Um, where it is the first time, it is really amazing because you you know, I I haven't eaten and yet I don't feel hungry, and still energetic. It's a very interesting feeling, because usually, if if you can, if you ask yourself how many times in your life didn't you have a single thing to eat in 24 hours. Probably there's there's not many days that you can name in your life, and then there's many days where you where you stay below 300 kilocalories and you feel good, which is very interesting, a very good experience. And what else is happening in your body at that time? Because there is this regenerative element to what's happening in your body as well. As these things shut down, what's the physiology? What's actually what what other things are going on in the system, or what do we what do we understand today that what might be happening in the system? Concerning the metabolic point of view, there's a change in the resistance of insulin, so you have in the end a better use of insulin, which is interesting for diabetic or pre-diabetic people, so that the insulin resistance is reduced. Blood pressure is is reduced even after fasting continue having a, a stable level of blood pressure concerning the regenerative part um, you have something called autophagy so there's old cells that are well like 
like eaten up by by other cells that that helps to i would say take take out the rubbish maybe if that, if that's a good picture fasting is if if you look into the long, longevity studies fasting often is one of the elements mentioned and we we know that silicon valley billionaires are obsessed with not just going into space but living longer so they can enjoy their wealth longer and the the longevity studies now are are getting a lot more press and a lot more attention around what we can do so you're saying fasting is is one of those primary activities that we could do to keep ourselves healthier and more vital for a longer period of time i really believe so and it's even more than that it it helps you to to stay energetic and to keep up with the the modern structures like i said for example stressful structures and it really can help to 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 keep a good performance fasting can be really a very powerful tool in that it's interesting actually that it is i mean it is coming more and more but it is interesting that it hasn't been yet discovered more as a tool for that because it is actually it is very easy it is there's there's no there, it, it's no sorcery it's like i said you you don't of course you have a, a, a preparation time but then you stay below 300 kilocalories a day that doesn't sound like like magic i guess if i tell it like that and in the end it is not it is quite mm. easy but it is it is easy and yet not not so very known or it is not in a routine of, of people's life well it's certainly not in the mainstream yet we i mean i think i can see it almost accelerating into the mainstream and it should be adopted and i think that was my point earlier we we talk about going on holiday but we don't have a word for doing this for our bodies you know we mot and we service our cars and we look at the engines and we change the oil but so i'm back to cars again maybe i should be talking about woodland and clearing out the dead wood so we can have regrowth maybe that's a, a more natural better thing but that that is the point about fasting it's it's entirely natural and actually you don't have to pay a pharmaceutical company any money to do this it, and that that's possibly one of the real re reasons it's lost but you know there there was or there there has been in many cultures this fasting exists but we seem to have maybe lost that in the west that is true there's there's a lot not not only in the west in many cultures there's fasting has has been part of it even in in religion as, as it, it is often stated and still it is the, the the knowledge is lost like actually in, in many there's many very interesting treatments in naturopathic medicine that were once en vogue that were really powerful and they got lost and they are still very good because they they have an effect on the regulative system of your body and they help to to trigger your self healing powers and they're very easy actually like fasting it is I really like things that are easy, actually, and, and that, that are helpful. And and yet they are forgotten and they're not being used, which is nuts to understand. Do you have examples of things that have been in vogue in the past or have been forgotten about that, you know, that you would be an advocate for? There's, for instance, um, hydrotherapy. That was very much common with Sebastian Kneipp in Germany, but that has been... Um, more and more forgotten and that 
that is not in in the modern in the modern treatments in modern medicine it, there's no part at all in naturopathic medicine some people really use it and they they say that there can be very easy tools that you can reproduce at home to help yourself but i should it could be a much bigger part of that and and just to be clear hydrotherapy is and i think i might have done this myself this morning is turning the shower to cold for at least 30 <laughs> seconds and building up your resilience to very cold water that, that that's what you're talking about with hydrotherapy it's that sort of cold water therapy on on certain uh, limbs of your body at certain times is that correct that's that's one of the examples it's it's just water application and the, the temperature is the key the the key element in this where you have effusions or a water treatment of cold water it could also be alternating in temperature it can be cold and warm but that's the idea just to have the the stimulus and then your body needs to react that's always the idea of a naturopathic treatment where you have a stimulus and then your body reacts on that so it's it's very easy in the end that what i really like about all those things is that when you when you're doing it in best cases you really increase your well-being the worst thing that can happen doing it regularly is that there's no change so actually there's nothing to lose it's it's very good and what are what are the upsides what what can some of the benefits of hydrotherapy be since you're training your autonomous nervous system the benefit can really be that you have an effect on your blood pressure you have an effect on your metabolism you have an effect on your stress resilience you have an effect on your sleeping quality so actually you have you, you have a very easy tool that can be very powerful name me a, um, a medication that is able to do all of those things at once it's quite difficult to find such a substance and well the the negative part is you need to do it and you need to do it regularly so that's actually the, the difficult part so that's what makes naturopathic medicine for some people not so attractive because they're forced to do things for themselves there's not the doctor that gives them this one pill that solves everything now, whilst you're revealing a few forgotten secrets, is there, is, are there any other sort of good forgotten treatments that come to mind aside from fasting and hydrotherapy? Honestly, there's there with those two things. I mean, if I if I explain them, I have already given many things that are very interesting because with fasting, of course, comes the the nutrition afterwards. So the nutrition plays a big role. That's very important. But if you do hydrotherapy, you think about your the capacity of your body to regulate itself. If you then add on a daily basis um, some physical exercise, actually you're already pretty good. But of course, there's there's other tools. I really like cupping, for instance, where you have these cups you create suction and then you you put them on specific places of your body you can do a cupping massage but you can also do a, a classic cupping treatment where the cup stays for 10 minutes on a specific part where you also have a stimulus where your body is able to regulate on that which is also very easy if it is shown to you once you can reproduce a cupping massage for instance at home and help yourself with back pain um, muscle tension headaches so actually, there's a lot of symptoms that you, you know on your on a daily basis. Well, hopefully not, but they that are quite common, where you can help yourself. So actually, with 
with some hydrotherapy th tools with cupping and the proper nutrition. And fasting is one part of proper nutrition in my and according to me. You already have a pretty good set of tools with which you can hold up your well-being and your health in best cases. Well, thank you, Joanne. Did you always want to be a doctor? Did you want to be a doctor since you were a child? Actually not. When I was a child, I wanted to be a top manager. Uh, that was what, what I was saying. I didn't know what it was. I, I just thought that would be a good idea. I, I had the picture of traveling around and, and, and doing fancy stuff. And actually then I, be, I was first after my Abitur, that's the, that's, uh, well, finishing school, you have Abitur in the end, and then you can go to university. I was studying business administration and languages. And, and then I realized, no, that's not for me. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty chaotic. What, what languages, what languages were you studying? English and French. And I also had Chinese and Spanish. So that's when I actually realized that I like languages and then I wanted to do languages. So I wanted to study Chinese and Russian. And but then I realized, well, what can I do with only languages? I will still end up um, doing business administration, I thought. So then I choose to do medicine, which was actually the idea to it was I didn't have a better idea. <laughs> so I thought <laughs> medicine is probably one of the fields where you have all of the subject that you might know physics and biology and you study the human you have psychology so actually it's a very huge field and you could you can do many things with medicine so actually that's that was my choice in the end so i studied medicine and now i'm, I'm well, very happy doing having having studied medicine it's it's still very interesting it's um you can learn many things every day so i'm very happy having having chosen that way remarkable what a journey you didn't actually set out to do that. I think that's um, that's I think that's true of uh, so many people who get very good in their field and become very knowledgeable. They had almost no intention of of heading that direction at all when they when they set out. That's that's part of the enjoyment of uh, of life, I guess. Now, just as we wrap up, I often ask a question about the Sense Network and how could the Sense Network help you in your work or have you had any experiences with the sense network that you have particularly enjoyed the first contact i had with the sense network that i enjoyed a lot was with you it was i i, I unfortunately i didn't know about it beforehand but then i i of course i looked it up and i i had a look at what the sense network is doing and i listened to some of the podcasts and it was really interesting i think it can help to keep an open mind to follow stories and to to stay at a state where you say i always can can think differently and and maybe it or i believe it can it can be very helpful to to help other people actually i was i was being able to see how you 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 did with your fasting which was very interesting and then we got into a very interesting conversation and then I said, which actually probably I shouldn't have said, but I said, well, you will see the first espresso that you will have after fasting is the best thing you can have. You, you, then you really, it's, it's really kicking in. You feel the, that it is, it is giving you a joy and, and you feel energetic and powerful. And then I said, well, why not doing it just here while, while having conversations? So I got ourselves an espresso 
which actually led to a very good conversation. It was very we 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 really did a, a very good connection together, and it was a very interesting exchange. I'm I'm very I'm very happy to do my job because I consider it as an exchange with other people. So I'm I'm always able to learn from other people, which is um, which I know I'm I'm very privileged to have a job like this and to be able to learn from other people. And that was a very special moment for me, where which I can could share with you, Jeremy. Well, thank you for sharing that, but most importantly, thank you for that espresso because, like <laughs> like you said, it was it was a pretty remarkable espresso of all the espressos in my life i think that was that was the one that um definitely put me somewhere completely different and yeah to be in your company and to be able to have that conversation uh straight off the back of it was amazing but i i completely agree with you i think there are there's some real parallels in what we do and i often say exactly what you've just said it it's a it's a real privilege to do what we do i mean you get to meet so many different and diverse people from all over the world and you get insight into their lives and their culture and you know as as do we at sense worldwide and you know we are always from every conversation we have every interaction we have with the sense network it's just it is that mind expansion and it's what gets us up in the morning it's just learning more about our fellow human beings and the human condition and and how we deal with so much of the just a, the weirdness that goes on every day, whether it's the, the pandemic or whether it's the politics or whether it's, you know, just day to day family life or, you know, how someone behaved when you're out in public. But, you know, there's I think that's one of the, the, the beautiful things of life and what we get to do. But I'm going to start sounding uh, like I'm on that espresso again in your um, in your consulting rooms. <laughs> No, but it is, it is beautifully said. I, I I agree, and and especially in in times like this, the exchange and keeping a positive idea is is very important. And to see that there's there's more than just the protection of of an infection or politics, or there's much more than that. And and I think it it helps to to link people and to to get a feeling of being together yeah because we are all one that's the thing that we know well that's probably a very good place to leave things <laughs> thank you jerome well thank you very much it was my pleasure thank you for listening to extreme perspectives brought to you by sense worldwide we'd love you to join this conversation using the hashtag extreme perspectives if you enjoyed it leave us a review the Sense Network collaborates with many of the world's most innovative companies to help them be more innovative. Join us at thesensenetwork.com or get in touch via email hello at senseworldwide.com.